get into it. Let's have some fun. Hola. What's up? How's everyone doing? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, guys. Um, but what's going on? What's up with you? I feel like it hasn't been that long, but it feels like it's been a while. I know, like these weeks go by fast. Um, and it feels like it's a long time, but it's really not. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it feels like a long time when we finish. I'm always like, okay, not again until a week. But then like, you have to that start thinking about That week goes by so stuff. fast. Yeah, and it's like you start thinking about what you want to talk about, things that you need to do, and the next thing you know, it's Sunday. That was me last night in my bed, like, oh, shit, tomorrow's Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I don't know. Like, I feel like every week it just goes by faster than the previous week, and, like, um, I got to start Christmas shopping. Now, like, the pressure's on because I got to start Christmas shopping. Kev and I are like refurbishing our house. Not refurbishing. Well, we're getting new furniture. Like the new oh, couch. That's and, like, exciting. Expensive. <laughs> I saw that thing that you posted on your Instagram story about mm -hmm. the couch on Amazon that's like $80. $80. Yeah, it seems like a scam. <laughs> it has to be. There's like no. There's no way. I mean, if it is, though, let me know. I wanted to try it because I'm okay with losing $80. But we found a different set that we really like that's only like a couple hundred. And it's actually like a real seller. So I feel more comfortable doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Get it right the first time. Oh, I love that, though, decorating. I'm in the process of undecorating. I'm like, because I'm moving... Well, now really my lease ends in like 29 days. So since I'll be moving fairly soon, I have to, I'm moving out of an apartment into a bedroom. So I got a lot of shit to get rid of. Looking at it just makes me feel overwhelmed. But this week I cleaned out my storage closet, which was giving me anxiety. And now that mm -hmm. I cleaned it out, I'm like, why did I wait a year to do that? Because it's like, it just gives me peace every time I open it and it's like so empty and so cleaned out, but that was the hardest part of it. Yeah. All. So the rest what of are you going to do just... with your furniture? Are you going to sell it? I'm going to sell a lot of it. So my TV I'm going to keep because I just bought it because I broke my last TV moving and I don't want to part ways with that. And also I can put it in my bedroom at my dad's house. Um, I'm like the chair that I sit on, you guys can't really see it, but I don't know. This was like my first big kid furniture purpose. Like I spent like $500 on this set of chairs. Keep so it. part of me is like, keep it. But then another part of me is like, I could make money off of it. So like, and I'm not really going to have a space to use it in for a while. So I don't know. I'm in between. The couch was given to me. So I'm going to try to sell that. I live in a college town, which is a perk. So I think getting yeah. rid of stuff, um, anything I, yeah. And, and anything I make off of it is really um, just a profit, but coffee table, I'm going to sell TV stand. I'm going to sell couch. I'm going to sell rug. I'm going to sell. I think I'm going to hold on to my desk for now because I'm going to need a workstation when I do get to my dad's house. Mm -hmm. But, um, I don't know if you guys have these at work, but I really need to upgrade myself to a standing desk. Uh, the amount of back pain I have been getting recently from sitting all day is unokay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> 
my kitchen island I'm gonna sell. That was also free, so whatever. Wait, you purchased the island? No. So this is like kind of lit. When I moved into this apartment, um, so if you, for people listening to like give you a little context in my apartment, I don't live in New York City, but I have like a very like small New York style apartment. Like it's a 500 square foot loft. Um, it's space nice because it has like an upstairs downstairs. But the kitchen, like it's like a New York kitchen. Like I have a mini stove, a mini fridge and like a sliver of countertop space. So I knew immediately when I viewed the apartment that I wanted to get some kind of um, like movable, portable um kitchen island which let me tell you is not cheap even like Mm -mm. like even the cheapest version i could find on amazon 200 250 300 dollars um but crazy thing is lo and behold in the house that i was living in we had one we just like never really like paid attention to it and i remember me and my room my old roommate we like got on a kick of like cleaning out the house and cleaning shit out and like we got rid of this table that we weren't using anymore and then like you know when you get in the kick of cleaning and you just like want to keep getting rid of stuff she was like i'm gonna get rid of this too we didn't know what it was at first and um i started to look at it and i was like holy shit wait a second that is an island um, and it's nice. You can't really see it. It's but, so cute. <laughs> yeah, it's like nice dark wood. It has like real black, uh, I don't think it's granite quartz, like yeah. counter stone top. So like, I definitely think I could sell sell it. It's a, uh, but I don't want to travel with it again. Cause one, I'm not going to need it at my dad's house. He has a huge, beautiful kitchen that has a gigantic island. Yeah. Um, but it's also really fucking heavy and it's just going to be me and my dad moving my stuff out of here. So, and it yeah. took him and another grown man to get that up here and they both complained about it being heavy so well you gotta hurry up and sell that stuff you don't have much time i know i've started taking pictures of stuff this week so i'm doing that but yeah i've also like started falling in love with the washington dc area which is freaking me out in a sense like excited freaked out but like um part of me has this feeling that i think that i'm about to like bop all over the place but part of me also has a feeling that I might get stuck there because um I've just gone down a rabbit hole and I'm obsessed and in what love. is it about DC um so it's I think something that I realized in my life that I've always wanted is I've always wanted to live in like a downtown city apartment like that is just mm-hmm. like a dream for me um but also like if i'm gonna live in a downtown city i've always wanted to live in a very walkable city and i never really like thought about dc and i never like really looked into it but i'm gonna be spending a couple months at the very least in virginia in the dmv area um because of my internship it's like an eight to ten week program so i mean that's three months like minimum that i'm gonna have to be there um and my dad lives in a very small town in virginia it's a military town so there's not a ton to do um, but like central DC is only 45 minutes outside of where he lives. So, um, anytime I'm like moving or going somewhere new, I like to just like, kind of like do my research, see what's around there. I also want to prioritize making friends because I didn't do that very much when I moved here. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of time to do it cause I work a lot. Um, but I want to make that a priority so i think dc is going to be where i'm like really going out and exploring 
And then I just got in the DC rabbit hole and started watching like apartment hunting videos. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm obsessed with like how walkable is. It's like oddly, uh, it's like a, obviously an extremely smaller New York, but it's like a very New York's like vibe, like the metro. I've been there. It's fun. I want to go back like in my adult life. And I just haven't had time, but my good friend, she's in the process of moving there right now. She's got a job in forensics up there. So I'm super excited for her. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. Let me know who your friend is. So, cause you know, looking for all the connections, but also side note, um, you can absolutely come visit me and stay at my dad's. Anyone's always welcome. And you can even bring um, the little boy. And no. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I was going to say, my dad would love it. He'll be like, we can set up the projector in the backyard. He has a whole um, movie theater room downstairs. But, um, but yeah. Okay, rich. That sounds yeah. rich. <laughs> He's well off. I, I know. I feel like a lot of people don't know that about me. I do have a rather uh, well off. Both my parents do really well. But um, I don't ever, I don't know. I don't really ever talk about it to anyone. But yeah, no, so I'm excited, uh, but it's a very walkable city. Um, public transportation, the metro is very accessible. It's a $10 and a three and a half hour train ride from New York City. So going to New York is extremely easy. Uh, Philly is only two and a half hours away. I don't know. There's just a lot of things. I've just been learning a lot. So excited to at least be there for three months and get to explore the area for what it is. There. I, I know, <laughs> I know, I keep thinking that, but it is one of the top five most expensive places to live um, in the United States, which is not discouraging me. I've actually been looking at PT jobs out there. They pay very well. Um, I also like have started kind of coming up with the idea. I want to start writing my business plan mm -hmm. um, for my business model. Um, and I know like the Northwest area of DC is very rich. And I mean, the area is in general, like to give you guys a better idea, the average studio apartment, like 400 to 560 square feet costs. And I'd say like in a luxury building, which is like what I would ideally want to live in because it's in a walkable area where there's a grocery store, CVS, mm -hmm. post office, gym, coffee shops, restaurants, bars within like a 10 minute walk radius mm -hmm. is about 1700 to $2,100. That's um, uh, my mortgage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for, mortgage. for about 500 square feet, but it's a, it's a really cool area, very diverse areas. So interested in it. I'm excited to explore it. So there will be a lot more of that coming. I definitely like, um, I remember I told you last, I think it was last week or the week before, like I want to try to start venturing into the YouTube space. Um, so I think once I move up to Virginia, I want to kind of start creating content a around like building your own, uh, fitness business, because I do want to look into building website, curating mm -hmm. an app for my clients to work with me through. Um, so I want to post stuff on that, but I think another thing that I'm going to kind of post, cause there's not a ton of DC content creators out there. So I think I want to make some content exploring the different neighborhoods in DC. You know, what's funny. I feel like there's a lot of content creators in North Carolina. <laughs> like every time I come across a popular, um, content creator, they always end up living in North Carolina somewhere, not always in Charlotte, but, but somewhere. 
in North Carolina. <laughs> see, I think that's really cool because I feel like I never see that. But also like when I got really into YouTube and all of the content creation, it was like I was a 2014 girl. Like I've been following people on YouTube for eight years, nine years, like since they started. I've like seen them like be single college people to now being like mom single moms with children and sometimes i'm like why am i watching this like but like i've just grown up with them so it's just kind of like comfort i guess but um i feel like i follow a lot of like la people so now i've been like trying to explore more of like the east coast and mm -hmm. yeah i was like i was literally just looking up videos to see like what what there is to do in dc since i'm going to be spending some time there and there's like I can find like four like major content creators that like make consistent content out there. So I'm like, it's also a market that's not very oversaturated. Yeah. So. Well, hey, let's get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited for your journey. It's going to be Thank so you. awesome to watch you grow in a new space. It's a little nerve wracking. Like I'm starting to get to that point where it's like, there's parts of me that wants to move more like West Midwest, West coast, but then like, there's parts of me that are starting to realize that like, I really like city life too. And so like, that's where I'm like going down this DC rabbit hole. But then it's like, fuck, if I wanted to move to fucking Florida, I could, um, I'm just at that point where I'm single. I have no kids. I work from home. I'm like starting a career where I could ideally work anywhere. And I almost have too many options. <laughs> yeah. It was like, so, you don't know what to do, but just take your time. Like, yeah, there's, what are we rushing for? You have nothing yeah. to rush. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to be living with my dad. I work a shit ton now. I like really don't have time to do much ever because I work so much. That's a big reason why I didn't make a ton of friends here because I just don't have time to like foster relationships. So I'm glad that living with my dad, obviously, I'm going to be cutting my expenses tremendously mm -hmm. um, by not paying rent, utilities, and all of that. So I'm excited to have more time to, um, like, be and a social person. how much money you're going to save. Like, oh, I wish I could just save and bank my paycheck instead of paying my mortgage. I wish. Literally, that's that's a, honestly that's what I'm the most excited about. So I'm in I'm in no rush to make any decisions. I told myself wherever I do decide to like permanently live next, um, my manifestation is that I'm living in a city apartment with a city view and a walkable city, um, and ideally working for myself. Um, but we'll see where that city is. Um, but realistically. Uh, I told myself I was going to travel a lot next year, but I'm like already now thinking about the money I'm saving. I'm going to save. I'm like kind of getting the itch to kind of stay put in Virginia for a bit because um, I just want to be more financially stable. You know, we're getting older. There, there's nothing wrong with that. You can only stay there till where, where you feel comfortable. Well, do you have any debt? Um, any, uh, like the only real debt that I have is my yeah. car payment, obviously. I have a little bit of stuff in collections that I'm going to start working on paying off. But if I'm being real with you, I could pay what I owe in collections off in a month once I get rid of my rent. So I'm not honestly. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of stuff where, like, if you have stuff in collections, you can call them up 
and bargain with them to mm-hmm. where like you're you're paying next to nothing to get rid of your whatever bill it is. I'll have to look some of it up because honestly, I'm thinking of letting my labor and delivery bill go to collections so I can <laughs> just pay like, a it. fraction of it and then have it go away. But I got to figure out like um, what to say and like how to bargain with that because that's like new territory I've never thought of. And I also yeah. don't want it to hit my credit. One thing that I have heard about that is that if you're going to bargain, you need to be ready to pay that day because a lot of times like if you're gonna call and bargain you you have to make a payment Mm -hmm. right then and there so just like have an idea of like what you can pay out of pocket while you're on the phone with them and then try to bargain them down and if you get it you get it and hey but like honestly i i could do the same and there's a couple that i think i am gonna do the same like one is like damages on an old apartment that someone else I was living with did, but of course the apartment was in my name. So it hit my credit and I'm like, I kind of don't want to pay the $400 for someone else's destruction. Um, but then there's some that are just like, it's so dumb, like small, tiny things that I'm like, probably uh, dang out loud. I feel like I'm blessed to say this, but like, I have maybe like $800 in collections. So, Oh, <laughs> I don't have <laughs> yeah. any money in collections, but I do have like, um, student loans. I have the house. Um, I have my labor and delivery bill, and then I have my credit cards, but I'm not. So my credit card utilization is at 50% right now. So all I have to do is get it under 30. So I'm not really concerned about that total balance. I'm not going to pay the total balance off. I want to get under 30% maybe around like 15% and then I'll be good. But it's just like, I want to pay off, like I call it like stupid bills. Like I want to pay off that labor and delivery bill. I would like to not have a car payment anymore and just get my credit. That's what I'm focusing on right now. And then setting up an emergency fund because I spent it when I was laid off. (laughs) So I'm glad I had it, but I need to rebuild that back up. Yeah, no, absolutely. I totally get that. So yeah, that's where I'm at with things. So I've got a little bit to do. I've been like chucking at it day by day. I also realized too, like feeling very fortunate. If there's anything that I can tell you guys about like living in a smaller space, it really teaches you how to be very methodical and thoughtful about what you're bringing into your house. So at the same time where there's like a lot of shit that I'm like, I'm like, want to start packing early because I don't want to wait last minute. But at the same time, like I re- most of my stuff is really just like livable things outside of like the larger furniture. Um, so I've got like a little bit of decor on these shelves that I need to put up, like a little bit of decor upstairs. And then I need to like go through my clothes and like donate and get rid of whatever I can. But other than that, like everything in my bathroom is stuff that I actually use on a day-to-day basis. I'm going to need my dishes up until I'm moving. So, so packing tip, get your boxes from the liquor store. They're free and they're sturdy. They're smaller because like they're bottle um, boxes, but they're so freaking sturdy and they're, they'll just let you go in the back and grab as many as you want. And keep on coming. Oh. So don't okay. spend money on boxes. 
That's cool. That's good to know. Cause I was going to go to home Depot. Cause I think you can get like a, a medium box or like a large box for like $2, but don't spend your money. We, we left free. <laughs> we left free. Don't spend your money. I do that every time I move. And then like her clothes make it super easy. Like the clothes that you are going to keep, go ahead and hang them up and then take, take a trash bag and like, Put yeah. a bag around it. Yeah, put a bag around it, tie it up. And then all you have to do is like leave the hangers hanging out. And then that way, when you get to your new space, just hang the hangers up, take the trash bag off. Boom. Uh, yeah, I have seen that one before. So, yeah. But mm -hmm. Well, I had a kind of fun thing that I wanted to do today. So I'm going to give credit where credit's due. I saw this on a different podcast. La Platica, and I just thought it was funny. So I wanted to do it, but yeah. I um, posted a post on Instagram yesterday asking people what were some things that they considered um, red flags or whatever. I got some responses. Some of them were like my friends being funny and silly. So um, I some of them were not usable. Like my one friend said, existing. <laughs> <laughs> she she told me she was drunk when she sent it. So um, so I have a mix of some of those and then two BuzzFeed articles that I thought were pretty funny that I pulled some off of there. So um, I guess I can just read them to you, Rachel, and then we can kind of banter on if we think they're red flags or not. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to start with some of the ones that my um, friend said on Instagram. Um, so first one was Flakers saying one thing and not following through, especially girlfriends. So I agree. I think this is um, a red flag for sure. Um, and this person specifically reached out to me and told me too, this is why they don't have a lot of female friends. What do you think? Um, I'm 50-50. So you said flaking? Mm -hmm. So as a parent, I flake way more now than what I used to. And um, just because, you know, the child is your responsibility, it's your most important thing that, you know, you gotta look out for. So like sometimes uh, my friends will ask me like ahead of time, cause you have to give me notice. I need at least a day or two of notice <laughs> before doing something, but like, something will come up and like, I don't have yeah. it. So I just can't, I can't do it. Cause I mean, I, I'm not going to take my kid with me to go out drinking. That's crazy. But I think it depends on where okay. the person is at in their life. So I agree with you on that. And I could see how that could be 50, 50. I think where like I'm saying it is, is like, what's the communication like? So like, you know, is this person just like waiting until the last minute day of to be like, um, oh, I can't make it or I'm not coming. Or I think that's where I'm like, yeah, that's a red flag. But like in your instance, if it's like, and obviously sometimes there are also things that come up with kids that are like last minute. So it's like, hey, my kid's sick or hey, my babysitter um, said they couldn't go. I don't think that's a red flag because I agree with you. Like, I think that's like, that's situational. That's life. It fucking happens. 
But like, have you ever had those friends? Because I've definitely had those friends where it's like, we'll talk about doing something forever and ever and ever. And like, we get all excited about it. But then like day of comes and like all of a sudden, like, I don't hear from them. I have a friend here that does that. And to be honest, we haven't hung out since I moved here. I met I met her before I moved here and I've like tried to make plans with her several times. Yeah. I'm like, I put in a lot of effort, but I realize I'm a giver. So I've had to learn how to like dial back and not put in so much effort into people. Um, so like, and like, I remember we had like plans to do something very specific. And next thing I know, like the day of, I went to text her to be like, Hey, do you still like want to do this today? And she was in fucking Florida. Okay. See that? Hell no. Like if, um, if something else comes up, let me know, like as soon as you know, so I can, you know, adjust. But like, if I'm on my way and I'm at where we're supposed to be at, like, and then you tell me like right at the time we're supposed to meet, Oh, I'm not going to be there. Bitch. You knew the fuck we weren't going to, you knew we weren't going to meet. Why, why couldn't you tell me 30, 45 minutes ago when I was getting ready at that time, yes. I would have been half ready and I would just got in my sweatpants and chilled out. Like, no, that's not okay. Yes. Exactly. Like that's, so that's when I think it can be a red flag. Now, what I can say is like, if your friend is flaking a lot on you, I don't think it has to be one of those things where like you immediately cut them off, like maybe try to have a conversation with them. Mm -hmm. Hey, like if you can just let me know, like, and I think also like, I hate to put it this way, but like I've learned this the hard way, but like also like have a backup plan. Like if that person uh, doesn't want to go with you, I don't want to necessarily say have someone else on the back burner. Cause like, I don't, just be prepared to do it alone. <laughs> do it alone or yeah. have something else fun that you can do, like other ideas of what you can do with your day. So that way your whole day isn't bending on that one thing. But I could definitely see how that can be a red flag. But um Oh yeah, yeah I would was... definitely talk to them, but if like that same behavior continues, eventually I'm gonna be like, yo, I'm just not gonna ask you to do shit. <laughs> like yep. We can be cool. I'll be there when you need me, but I'm just not going to continue to reach out to you. Yeah, exactly. Because you're probably not going to show up and yeah. wait till the last second to tell me. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So the next one was, we'll be quick to roast you, but can't take a joke about themselves. I oh, feel facts. too tight to away about this. Um, you think it's a red flag? Yeah, I think so too. Um, first we, of all, not, you're not going to crack jokes on me. And then I can't crack jokes on you. Like, <laughs> it's not that serious. <laughs> yeah, don't dish what you can't, or what is it? Don't dish what you can't serve. Or, yeah. I don't know. If you can't take the heat, stay out of the kitchen, whatever. So I agree with that. I think that's a red flag. I also think, too, though, something else, and I just was talking about a friend with this the other night when we went out. Um, if your friend is constantly making you the butt of all their jokes like it's one thing yes and it's one thing to like joke and be funny like we all do it like I definitely like banter healthy banter is okay like me and my mm -hmm. friends will sometimes like talk shit to each other but when you're constantly the person that your friend makes the butt of your jokes or they constantly are like using your life around other people to make people laugh that is a red fucking flag oh yeah like, one, you're jealous, because why the hell <laughs> are you talking about me like that? 
Two, you're projecting because of some insecurity that you have about your own life. Yes. That's all I can think of. <laughs> but no, but I agree with that. I'm like, so when my friend said this to me, I was like, absolutely. I have met so many people um, that are like this. And again, like, I'm not saying there's not times where you crack jokes on your friend and it's funny. Like we all do it and like back and forth and healthy banter is okay. But like when it is like overwhelming and I feel like when you know, you know, like there's things that my friends have cracked jokes on me or like I'm dying laughing because like it's funny or it's true. Like I talk a lot. Like it's not that's not a mystery. We all know it. If you hang out with me, we know that I ramble. So like there might be little certain jokes that people might pick and pry at that. And like, that's funny to me and like whatever. But it's like when for the rest of the night, I'm the butt of your joke. But if I try to do it back to you, you get all salty. Mm -mm, weak, that's a red flag. Weak bitch. Yep. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um. Oops, this me. one I feel like is a pretty obvious one, but anger issues and no self self accountability. Um, elaborate on the anger issues one. So that's all they told me, but um, I would I'm, say uh, I kind of disagree with that one. Okay, tell me why you disagree. Um, because we don't know where it stems from, and they probably don't know where it stems from. So it's like, like, for example, um, I'm a love is blind stand. Love, love is blind. Uh, did you watch it? I don't think I've watched that one specifically, but I've heard, uh, I, I feel like I might've watched, watch is it where they get, where they're in the mm, pods and then they like get to know each other through the pods. No, I haven't watched that one. Okay. So love is blind. For those who haven't watched it, um, there's contestants that go in these pods and date each other through these pods. They can't see each other, um, so they have to get to know someone based on, you know, the personality and their connection. And um, to go to the next level, you have to propose to someone. So you're proposing to a complete stranger you've never met. And the pods, um, that time frame is like, I think like a week or two weeks or something like that. Mm -hmm then you meet and go to like a resort and you guys can see each other, you hang out and then you also meet the other contestants that are engaged and you can like see the other people you dated. And then it's like, can your connection test like the physical aspects or whatever. And then the next phase you live together for like three or four weeks or whatever. And then, at your wedding, you decide at the altar if you want to get married to them or leave. And there's this couple, Colleen and Matt. Matt's backstory is that he was previously married, but his ex-wife cheated on him and got pregnant by somebody else. And he had anger issues from that, that he hadn't, he hadn't dealt with himself. So he would get like irrationally angry at Colleen but he was like, I'm pushing her away and she's not even really doing anything it's, and it's my fault. So I feel like um, it, it depends on the person. I feel like that's case by case basis. Um, Cause if they're like identifying or trying to figure out why they're so angry, 
okay, I will work with them. Just, you know, don't fuck with me. Because as soon as it gets physical, I'm done with the shit. But I, I can give someone some more grace if they're actively working on their anger management versus someone who, who can't, who doesn't want to identify yet. Okay, so I can agree with that. I feel like if there's a present, you know, anger issue and they're actively working on fixing that, like I can too agree that like, cause right, we're all, we're, no one's perfect. None of us are perfect, right? We all have trauma that we're healing from that's gonna cause us to act a certain way. So I can agree with that. Um, but I will say in your situation, this person said anger issues and no self-accountability. So I feel like in your example, that person is being self-aware and they're taking accountability for why they're reacting, um, which is good. But I think that can go two ways. I think it goes the direction that like you're saying, where it's like, I can work with you if you're being self-aware and you're actively trying to take steps to um, be better in that situation. Mm -hmm. But I think that one, if someone can take, whether it's a friendship or relationship, um, I think when like two people are upset with each other, there's always a point where both people can, not saying that there's never any t- never a time when one person may be more right than the other, mm-hmm. but I think in any kind of conflict or situation, um, each person should both be able to kind of look inwards and be like, okay, what could I have done differently Um, And to like alleviate the situation, not have gotten to this point. But I think if they're taking no self accountability and they can never see how, if they can't even be like, okay, I hear what you're saying. Let me think about that and see if like, I feel like there's something I could have done differently. I think that can be a red flag. And then number two, if you do decide to take self-accountability and say, well, yeah, I am fucked up like this because of this, but you're not doing anything to fix it. Nothing drives me more crazy than that because it's one thing when you're ignorant and you just don't realize why you're that way. But I feel like the moment you realize where this is stemming from or why you do a certain thing, you're no longer ignorant. You know why you're this way. Mm-hmm. So again, I can work with you for taking steps to fix that situation or I don't even want to say fix it but like be better in that regard or be more calculated or like be like okay I know that when this happens this triggers me and I need about an hour to myself to like calm Mm -hmm. down and come to my senses but like if we're not taking those steps once we have acknowledged what's wrong with like why we're getting to the point we're getting to then I think it's a red flag and you have to consider how long are you really willing to put up with that? Because you can try to be there for someone and try to help them uh, be better. But if they don't want to do better, then you're wasting your time. Yeah, I agree with that. And it also goes to like um, the victim mentality. I don't have patience for that. (laughs) I really don't have patience for the victim mentality. That's the quickest way for me to like cut you off and say (laughs) bye-bye. Because I just... No. Yeah, I no, I agree. With it. I agree 100% with that. That was another thing I talked to you about my friend the other day. We were like, um, or I'm sure you can relate to this, but um, we were talking about like sharing our experiences of childhood with our mothers and then how they kind of always try to go into the spiel of like, well, this is what I was going through and like make themselves the victim. And it's Gaslighting. like, yeah. And I'm like, well, 
we're not, first of all, we're not talking about you right now. We're talking about me, but mm-hmm. okay. So. Then they try and rewrite your whole experience. Like, no, stop trying to gaslight me. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So I can agree with you. Like, I think that if we're taking steps, if we're acknowledging, if we're holding ourselves accountable and we're taking steps and acknowledging why we are the way that we are and trying to be better, I think you should try to work things out with that person. Um, in reality, too, sometimes it's just going to take a really long time. And sometimes people just need more time to work on themselves. And again, this can be friendship or relationship. Mm-hmm. And maybe you have to take a step back to let them mm-hmm. go through that. And if it's uh, if they're meant to be in your life, it'll come back yeah. in return. Um, yeah. But if not, sometimes you just got to let people grow and go on yeah. their own. And I, I agree with that. And to piggyback off of that, like, um, I believe full like wholeheartedly, like the bandwidth that you have, like mentally, if it's too much to wait for someone to do the work and you don't have the bandwidth to like do that, you don't have to wait for them. Like you can, I'll see you when I see it, but I I just can't do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that's called setting healthy boundaries. Yep. Yep. All right. Next one was choosing their partner over you 24-7. I think this is absolutely a red flag. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, first I will say this, when your friends get into relationships, if your friends get engaged, if your friends are getting married and having kids, I think there's a level of, like my best friend Gabby, love her to death, amazing fucking person. Um, We definitely, once she got pregnant and started having a baby, uh, we definitely did not spend as much time together as we used to. Um, mm-hmm. I still talk to her, still love her, still see her, still great friends, but we don't spend the same amount of time together um, because she is spending more time with her fiance and yeah. raising her child. So I think there's a healthy space of understanding that when people get into relationships or they're getting engaged or having kids or getting married, there is going to be a level of like, you're going to see your friend less, right? Like, and you have to respect that, you know, Gabby had a baby and I was single for the first time in four years. Our lives were in two totally different spaces. Um, But I'm also a firm believer of do not ghost all your friends because you get in a relationship. Mm, Facts. Like, do not do that because, first of all, not wishing bad on anyone's relationship, but if that shit does not work out, who is going to be there for you in the end of all of that to help you pick up the pieces? Facts. And you also, too, for a healthy relationship, have to continue to live as your own individual. Like, um, Kev, he's like, every time someone asks me to go out, he's like, go. Like, you still need to have fun with your friends. And every time like his friends ask him to do something, I'm like, if you don't get out my face, <laughs> like leave. <laughs> and then same too, like whenever we need a break from like parenting, it's like, yeah, like go, go have a break so you can come back and focus on us. And um, I did have an experience where like my best friend at the time, she got into a relationship happiest she was she's ever been in a relationship and i was so like happy for her that she found them but 
it came at an expense to our relationship to where I felt like I was being completely ignored. Like my existence was being ignored. And I was like, well, I guess it's fuck me. So I'm going to head left. <laughs> I will yeah. exit stage left. And it, it broke my heart. It really broke my heart. My heart was broken. And we actually fell out over that for a few years. And um, I mean, we, we eventually came back, but it was just like, damn, like that dick is that good that you don't want to ever talk to me? Like, you can't even say hi, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I also, I agree with that. And I also think like, it's not healthy for one person to, like, let me just put it this way. Your man, your woman, your whatever you're into cannot be your best friend, your partner. Like, that's just, it's not healthy. Like, you need to have um, different outlets. You know what I mean? Like, your boyfriend can't be your parents, your best friend, your brothers and your sisters, your family members. Like, it's, it's just not realistic. Like, it's important to have individuality and you should not lose yourself so much into another person where that is the only thing that your life revolves around. And it's because... just a boyfriend, not even a husband. Husband, different level, I guess. But a boyfriend? Yeah. A boyfriend. No, you're absolutely right. You know what? I see these memes all the time <laughs> that are so true. And it's like men, uh, uh, I think the one specifically was like men be like, but anyone like partners be like, um, I want you to cook for me, clean for me, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, honey, where's the ring? <laughs> where's the ring? You want me to act like a wife, but I'm your girlfriend. <laughs> Maybe you, uh, I don't know if you know who Lauren Geraldo is, 12, uh -uh. 330. Uh, she's a chick that came up with 12, 330. And um, she, she just recently got engaged and she was like traveling to LA and she was like, they were staying in an Airbnb and she was like, I unpacked my stuff, hung it up in the closet because they were staying for like a week or two. And she was like, and I actually unpacked Henny's stuff and hung it up in the closet. She was like, you know, that's not something that I would normally do, but he put a ring on it. So, you know, I'm thinking wifey <laughs> material. And I was like, part of me was like, that's fucked up. But then part of me was like, no, you know what? Like, you want to be treated like a husband? Well, treat me like a wife. And so yeah, I, I respect facts. that. I respect that. Facts. It's funny because like Kev, he's starting to slack. Like when we first started dating, um, I used to never touch a door. And then now I'm like, excuse me, are you going to open this fucking door? Or what? Like, I'm not allowed to touch doors. <laughs> he's like, oh. and I'm like, you you weren't saying that when we first started dating. You, you never set that standard. <laughs> yeah. Like you set that standard. You were the person that started doing that. So I think that's another big thing too. That's why like, I will say this, my senior year in high school, the guy I went to my senior prom with had the biggest crush on me, but I was never really that into him and there was nothing wrong with him. He was cute. He was super sweet, super cool, but he literally would just like laugh at every little thing I said, agree with everything I said. And I was like, I just, that was like a red flag to me. Cause I just knew I was like, you're not being who you really are. So like, this is great. But what happens a year from now when you can't keep up with this? And so like, <laughs> that's another thing I will tell you. 
if you do it at the beginning of the relationship, make you sure it be is something. Keep, keep it up. It up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because I think that's a big, I feel like that's a big reason why a lot of relationships don't work out because it's like in the excitement of like trying to get you and like trying to get them interested in you, make them like you, like you do these things that you may not typically do. Like, no, don't do that. Be yourself, be real because the shit that you do in the beginning is going to be the shit that you need to keep doing to keep the person because as soon as you stop doing it, you might be annoyed that this is a standard that they have now, but you have to go back and do some self-reflection and be like, well, that was the standard that I set to get into this relationship. So is it unreasonable that my partner is expecting that of me? You know what's so funny? <laughs> I, I be telling Kev, like, why don't you ever buy me cute shit anymore? Like, you used to always just show up randomly with gifts. And he was like, because I get him for our son. And I'm like... <laughs> Now, <laughs> yeah, you're still important. I'm still important. I need gifts too. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, we there was a point in time when we stopped going out on dates because I guess we just got like in routine too much. And I would say, I want to say when I got laid off is when we started. Like, it's so funny. When I got laid off. We started going out on more dates, and it was fun. So now it's like. I asked him out on a date and it was funny because he flipped it on me and made the reservations and paid for it. But I asked him out on a date. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. It's important. You gotta, mm-hmm. um, I think that's another important thing. Like keep dating. Mm-hmm. Like you have to keep dating. Make that time. Okay. Yeah. Um, this one was not getting along with parents. Um, some people think it's a red flag. I think that's situational. With your own parents? Okay. With your partner's with your, parents. With your partner's or, or their parents. I think this can go either way. So okay. um, hold on. Okay. I think in this situation, it's like not getting along with your own parents. I think that's situational. Um, for me, I think, why are they not getting along with their parents? Mm-hmm. Because um, I'll keep it a thousand percent with you. There was a brief period uh, this year, earlier this year, where I didn't talk to my mom for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there were some things going on. I love my mom to death. She's an amazing fucking person that, like, she, I, I look up to her in so many ways. But, her behavior and her life decisions were negatively impacting me when they shouldn't be -hmm. impacting me any longer. And I had to set a boundary with her. And part of that was taking some healthy time and space away from one another um, so that we could and did eventually come back to a place where we were in a healthy spot again. But See, I, I don't see that as a red flag, though, that because um, it's weird to say this, but whenever your kids have you, whenever your parents have you, no matter like what age, you're growing up with them and learning with them because it's, you know, different dynamics. So, I mean, I feel like it's how you deal with situations with your parents because, mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to go through rough patches with your family. That's inevitable. Yeah. I just feel like it's how you deal with it. You know? 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I don't think this one's necessarily a red flag. I think that if you're just mistreating your parents, like, so for example, when me and my mom fell out for a little bit early this year, I wasn't like being an asshole and cussing her out and calling her a bitch. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it was like, hey, what you're doing is affecting me negatively in this way and where I'm at in life right now. I can't, I don't have the time and space to allow that. So like we need to take a break, but like, if you're just like treating your parents shitty for no mm -hmm. reason, I think that's when it's more of a red flag, but I agree with yeah. you. I don't think, I think some parents are abusive, neglectful. They can be toxic. They can, there's a lot of reasons why someone cannot be. Yeah. Um, if your parents are shitty fucking person, like sometimes it's best if you're not around them. Like my dad, like RIP, but, um, we weren't close. Like, sorry, my dog wants. Let me let her out the room really quick. Yeah, it's fine. Hold up. <laughs> okay. But yeah, um, my dad was not the greatest person ever. Like, he was a drug dealer, um, a thief, like, and things like that. And although, like, people liked him as a person, I didn't want to be surrounded by that. Like, you're a liar, too. Like, why, why do I have, just because you're my dad, why do I have to deal with you? Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I agree with that. I agree with that. So I don't think that one's a red flag. Mm -mm. Um, let's see. But, this one but, I but, 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 devil's advocate. If, um, for like, for example, a different family connection, like if I was just shitty to Kev's parents, he should cut me off. <laughs> yeah, I think that's situational, especially if you have a good, uh, um, I agree with you, but then I'm going to play devil's advocate on devil's advocate. Um, okay. I will say that I've also had this, like I've also like opened up to my partner about a situation going on with my parents where in my mind, and I will say this, they weren't being shitty to my parents. Like they never said anything foul or rude or mean to my parent, but there were times where they looked at me and they were like, no, that's fucked up. Like, like, I don't want to say they said like, fuck your mom, but like, fuck your mom. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so I think it depends. I agree. I don't think that that means that they should go out of their way to be like a nasty person to them. I still agree that I think that's a red flag. But also sometimes I think we have to learn too that like because your partner may not necessarily – they're not as emotionally invested in your parents, right? Because they didn't grow up with them. They didn't mm -hmm. know them. So they kind of had an outside perspective in yeah. on your life and your relationship. And so there are times where they can bring something to the table where they're like, you know, from someone who's not – directly in the situation, but is like viewing it, I think that this is wrong. And that has given me a lot of perspective. Um, so I think there's times where it's like, 
they might not necessarily like your parents or the way that your parents treat you. But I still agree with you that 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 doesn't give them the groundwork to be shitty to your parents. Yeah, yes. I mean, you don't have to necessarily like the parental figures, but still handle them with grace and respect. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, the next one, not dating for several years. Um, This person said that they've been told by girls that if a guy has been single for over five years, that's a problem. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that either. Um, People want to take time. I think there's so many reasons why people don't date. Like, for example, I haven't really dated much in the last year. I've gone on a couple dates. They've sucked. But um, also, like, I just gotten out of a pretty long-term relationship that I was heavily invested in and had not completely healed from. So it's taking time to heal from that. Um, But also, like, my schedule is extremely fucking busy. I'm getting a bachelor's degree. I was getting my PT license. I was working a full-time job. I was really focused on my fitness and getting my health in order. And then I work part-time job. Like... I barely have enough time to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where do you think I'm going to be able to add time to fucking go out and date? And then, or even if it's, even if their schedule isn't that stacked, like some people are really focused on their careers and building mm-hmm. their careers and that's their priority right now. So I disagree with this. I don't, I disagree that- too. And yeah. too, like, um, for example, Kev, he didn't date anyone for five years until he met me. And reason being is uh, he had no self-confidence and he was like, I'm going to work on myself. So when I do find that person that I actually want, I'm ready for them. And I don't have all these insecurities that I'm projecting on them. So he took the time to do like self-work to be ready for a relationship. And for me, I was single for a long time because I didn't find anyone I liked. Like everyone was bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, see, I agree with, I 100% agree with that. I think people need to stop um, treating people badly because of that. Like, I've heard people that are like, mm, that's weird. Why hasn't he dated anyone? You haven't dated a single person. I'm like, or it's like, okay to be healthy and be happy with yourself. Because I hate that whole idea of like, um, you need to find your other half. Like, no, you need to be 100% of a person that comes together with it shouldn't be that you're 50 percent and i'm 50 percent and together we make 100 no we should be 100 percent and 100 percent and be 200 they're not saying that i'm not going to be your therapist i don't want to do the work to fix you we can come together and grow together yeah and And build an empire but don't come to me expecting me to fix you and you also can't fix people. Like, people, get that out of your brain. You cannot fix anyone. The only person that can fix themselves is themselves. They have to want to fix themselves. Like, yeah. so stop telling yourself you're going to fix a person. And that's not saying that you have to be completely self-confident, completely financially stable, and, like, have your whole life figured out. Like, obviously, like, that's never going to happen. We're in a constant flow of finding ourselves and then, mm-hmm rediscovering ourselves right because what you liked when you were 20 is not the same shit that you're gonna like when you're 30 so it's not saying that people have to be a perfect person in order to be two whole people that come together but um i think it is important 
that they've taken time to get to know and work on themselves because I agree with you. It, it makes you both a substantially more secure person in yourself. And also, I will say this, like, part of me was like having a, just a talk with myself the other day of being like, are you just like not dating because like you're just being too picky? Like, be picky you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, if you marry someone, you're marrying all their flaws, you're marrying all their traumas, you're marrying their family. Like, be picky as fuck because whatever you decide to be like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna do this shit, you have to deal with the good and the bad. And I don't, yeah, make it easier for yourself. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's what I, I realized. I was like, um, no, I don't think you're being too picky. Like, I think you just, it also made me realize too, like, I've also spent a year now by myself, not really. I mean, when I tell you that, like, I've been on dates, like, I can count the number of dates I've been on in the last year on one hand. Like, it's been that minimal. Um, but, like, it also made me realize, like, I just have, I have more respect for myself and I'm starting mm -hmm. to understand my self-worth and I know when there's something I don't like. I went on a date with one guy and everything was cool until the end when he told me that he beat someone up and took a video of it and asked me if I wanted to see it. And I immediately was like, no, wow. <laughs> no, I deserve better than that. That's not what I want to deal with. And so it's, I think, uh, dating changes when mm -hmm. you take time to focus on yourself because you start to understand your self-worth and you respect yourself. And you also start to respect your time in a different way. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why I say too, it's like my schedule is absolutely busy. And yes, if I met the right person and the right person came through, I would, I would make time. I would find a way. Right. Cause like we make time for what's important to us, mm -hmm. but my time is valuable. So if I'm going to make time in my busy schedule for you, I need to make sure that you are worth my time. Because that's the one thing in life mm -hmm. we cannot get back is our time. Exactly. All right. I'm going to do one more. Let's see. Oh, I think this is one. Uh, this is an easier one. I had a coworker tell me that she drives great drunk. Fuck no. I'm not. No. No, Red we are too fucking old. <laughs> too fucking old to be messing with that bullshit. Like, we are not 21. Remember, I used to do that shit and be like, oh, I'm a great drunk driver. I'm not fucking messing with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree with that one. That one was super easy, so I'm going to pick one more, but I agree. Like, come on, guys. I'm telling you, it's worth the $10 Uber ride. Like, just do it. Just do yeah, it. I'm not... I'd rather even spend like $50, $70 on an Uber ride to get home safe versus having a DUI, which is like $10,000 or being fucking dead. Like, no, I don't like the the other options. I don't like and the option to of mention, being dead or having a DUI. No. Not to mention, it's not only your life you're putting at risk, it's everyone else's life that's on the road with you mm -hmm. that you're also putting at risk. So mm -hmm. really think about that. That's a big deal. Yeah, like, Uber ride is worth it in comparison to your other options. So fuck no. No. Nope. 
Uber me. Um, okay, I'm gonna we'll end it on this one. Um, when someone tries to one up your struggles, so not even not even your successes, because I do think that that's a red flag, and that's something. I think it's a red flag. It's good, but also me. sometimes it's like you're not self-aware. So, like for example, um, like if someone tells you about something exciting that they're doing, I know a lot of times if you have something to relate to that, it's it it can be exciting to be like, oh my god, I've done this before. Which I will say there are instances where I like understand not everyone's trying to one up you, but also. Um, if I can give anyone a piece of advice, I learned this in yoga teacher training, and this is a good thing. If someone is like excited about something and they're telling you about it, let them have that moment. I know that it's like you want to relate and you want to respond, but sometimes your friend just needs someone to like listen and be excited with them. But if you're on top of that, but if you're trying to one up my struggles, <laughs> yeah, it's giving pick me no matter what. If it's like trying to one up on successes or struggles. You're, you're a pick me bitch. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. It's like it's all it, it's also for me. It's giving like you can't be here for me. It's like it's giving jealous. I, yeah, and it's like I get it. Like anything we can plan about in the world. Like I remember earlier this week, I was so fucking irritated that the gym is still under construction. Like they posted that this was going to be an eight week project. It's been months. Like, why are we not done with this? And it's like, I get it. I like first world problem, right? I'm eternally grateful to be able to afford a premium health club that even in a time of a recession or whatever the fuck we're in can still afford to renovate and upgrade and make the gym better. Like I'm a hundred percent grateful for that. But also, like, I am paying a lot of fucking money to come here. And it is extremely frustrating when half of the machines are not able to be used. Mm -hmm. And the space that I'm already fighting for to use on a day-to-day -day basis is now even more limited because mm -hmm. the fucking gym is under construction. And I can't even go in a, a room and work out anymore because they're shoving classes into rooms that they're not supposed to be in and I'm getting kicked out of rooms and I can't get my workout in. And it's like, I understand that like, again, very first world problem, but at the same time, like I'm spending my money here. This is important to me. Like I'm not getting good use out of the money that I'm spending. And so like, I get it. Someone might have something way worse going on in life, but that does not make my struggles any less mm -hmm. than anyone else's. So mm -hmm. I think that's a red flag. And again, that's one of those things where I think like trying to Do you to own any dumbbells? Your... I own two eight pound dumbbells, but them shits are expensive. They are fucking expensive. I bought two eight pound dumbbells from Walmart and I'm pretty sure I spent like $30 on two eight pound dumbbells. I also just like, I live on the top floor. I like try to be respectful of my neighbors downstairs because like yeah. I will make a lot of noise. Um, but I'm also moving in with my dad who I'm sure has significantly more workout equipment than I do. So, but yeah, no, it's, it's fucking frustrating girl. I'm like, what am I paying all this money for? And then on top of that, I'm paying for training. So it's like, I'm not just paying for the gym. I'm also yeah. paying for training and I can't even get the workout done that my trainer has planned for me because 
the fucking leg press is shoved in a corner behind 80 other machines with yellow caution tape. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Like, Oh my gosh. Uh, dude, I went last week. There was two, three days in a row. The water fountains were turned off. There's no drinking water oh at the gym. Oh my gosh. That is like, annoying. And like, don't get me wrong. I fill my water bottle up before I go, but I also but you, what keep if you myself hydrated. So what I ran you? out of water, <laughs> and there was no drinking water except the expensive ass, uh, not even name brand. It's like store brand bottled water in the fridge that they charge like five dollars a bottle for. Like, no, what, what, literally, what is going on? And again, super grateful that the gym is taking our money and putting it into upgrades, but also like, can we not hire contractors that work at night? Like is there has to be a better way. Yeah. I'm grateful for my little setup. Oh my God. <laughs> That's like the one thing that I will say that like, there's parts of me that are, it's like, save up your money for a year and buy a house because there are so many like beautiful things that I could like having a home gym and how convenient that would be to walk into my garage when I get off of work and be able to work out or even like down because yeah, my, where I live, there's a lot of spiders. So uh, moth balls and peppermint essential oil is the thing. And it's starting to get cold. So I'm going to have to start using my heater to preheat the garage and garage. Yeah. In the summer, I had to have a fan to cool down the garage before I worked out. And it was yeah. just a lot. Yeah. Person and it's also calls, your garage but... so it can get cluttered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pros and cons. So again, grateful, grateful to be able to afford a nicer gym. Um, but a little frustrated lately because yeah. working out hasn't been, I don't know, I guess like, especially for me. And I think that's the thing too people have to realize. It's like everyone has things that are important to them. And like, bitch, I'm going to Mexico in honestly less than 60 days. Okay. I'm trying to be snatched <laughs> on the beach in Mexico. Like I, I need better than this. Do better. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, you have those resistance bands. Yes, I know. I'm excited. We actually are. Um, yeah. So, well, I have a trainer right now. So we're actually going up progressive overload. So this week, after this week, we're going, we're moving into new workouts. And I specifically was like resistance band. She was actually really excited when I showed them to her. She was like, oh my God, that's such a good brand. We're absolutely going to incorporate this into your workouts. I'm so excited. I was like, I'm glad you're excited because I was excited. Oh, now man. you're just feeding the excitement, but I have been using them. Um, I do have one thing that I do on like stay um, where they've been coming in very handy. So I'm going to start just using mine again because I now that I have like all the weights and stuff, I really don't use my resistance bands, but I need to because they're so they're for, good. They're great for stretching too. Like, um, mm -hmm. I will say this, like being single, living alone, like, and I sit all day right there all day, 
four, five days a week. Um, I am sitting at that desk. Also, it's the only like level desk I have to eat at. So a lot of times I might eat my dinner there. So like, I'm just like constantly sitting. Um, so it really helps like being able to pull my, lay on my back and like pull my foot back and like really stretch my legs. Like it makes a world of difference. Also another piece of advice, people stretch. I was not doing that most of this year while working out, which is ridiculous to say because I am a certified yoga teacher. Why the fuck am I not stretching? <laughs> but since I've been working with my trainer, it's been a little over a month now. And like I stretch at the beginning of every workout and the end of every workout. And like, why was I not doing that? And why do I see a lot of people go to the gym tell me that they don't stretch enough? Like, even if you don't go to the takes gym, up so much time. It does, but it's so important. Even for when I you're know. working out. I know. Even for your form I need to when stretch. you're working out. I need yes. to well, that's every that's everyone's homework this week. Stretch. Stretch, stretch it out. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's all we got for you guys this week. Yeah. That was cute. I like the I like that. Yeah, I thought we'd do something kind of fun, something different. Yeah. Reach out yeah. to the people. Some of the yeah. funnier, another one of the funny answers I got, my friend said, uh, everything. I said, bitch, you're on demon time. I can't deal with you. You're on awesome. demon time. Awesome. Make sure to subscribe um, on YouTube, guys. Like, comment, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the things. And Instagram, we will see you guys. Yeah. Yes. And we will see you guys next week for another one. Bye, guys. Love you. Bye. Get into it. Let's have some fun. <laughs>